Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, what does a busy Boise high schooler do when she's not acting in plays and applying for scholarships? Testify in front of a bunch of lawmakers at the Capitol, obviously. We caught up with trans rights advocate Eve Devitt to get her thoughts on a bill that seeks to restrict gender-affirming care for transgender kids just like her. Just a heads up, this episode does include a mention of suicide. It's Thursday, February 16th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Eve. Welcome to CityCast Boise. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's super great to have you. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? What do you get up to when you're not testifying at the Capitol? So I am a junior at Boise High. I am really interested in theater, so I've been doing a lot of a lot of acting. We're in the middle of a production right now. That's super fun. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, well, let's just kind of dive in and talk about your uh, recent experience speaking in front of the Judiciary Committee. What was it like to testify? This was my second time, I think, testifying uh, for pretty much the same bill. I mean, honestly, it's it's. it's not super different from the one last year. So I wasn't super interested in like regurgitating the same thing that I I did last year. You know, my friends and family, a bunch of people in the community were like, you need to testify against this, which I totally, totally agreed with, like from day one. I just wasn't sure what there really was to be said. It was a very different experience from what it was last year, because there wasn't that much publicity on House Bill 71 especially when compared to 675 from last year, because that was widely talked about. But this year, it was so much more of a, I don't want to say like an underground thing, but it it wasn't something that a lot of people were aware of this year, which was probably part of the plan. Watching you up there, I wondered, like, how does it feel to have your existence debated? Like, and this is, like you said, not your first time. Uh, This is a couple years in a row now that you've had to sit through this, participate in it. What's that like? When you're a trans person, especially like early on in your transition, like every second of your life that you are in a social situation, you are in a debate about your existence. That is very much a big part of what it's like being trans, like openly. I'm past a point in my, I'm at a point in my transition where I can go through life without people around me knowing that I'm trans. If people actively see you as trans, you are constantly, your identity, everything about you is being questioned. It wasn't that much different from what just a normal day would be like early on in my transition. Mm, That makes sense. Uh, Yeah. You know, watching that testimony 
it made me, there are so many misconceptions about gender affirming care and what it entails. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And people just automatically assume it means surgery. Can you explain what gender affirming care has meant to you and why it's so important for transgender youth? Yeah. Gender affirming care to me has meant, you know, getting the, the access to uh, testosterone blockers and to estrogen and to all of these medications and yeah, all these medications, these hormones that have been able to keep me alive and keep me from going into a super dark mental space. Surgery is not something that everybody does or the vast majority of trans people do even. Yeah, I have quite a few trans friends who either have chosen not to get surgery or people don't realize it can be really expensive. Also, it's not just something you go out and do over the weekend, you know, oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, we heard a lot from people who support these bills um, targeting trans kids, arguing that they're trying to do what's best for them. And we heard Representative Young, who's Republican from Blackfoot, she said before casting her yes vote in the committee after you testified, for me as a mom, as I weigh this issue, really what it comes down to for me is determining what are the appropriate bounds and limits of parental authority. And I just wonder, what do you make of that argument? It's not hurting the child to do this. In fact, it is in the vast majority of cases, helping them severely, potentially saving their lives like it did for me. And I mean, really, the, the issue is the reasoning behind that really comes down to that they are scared that the existence of trans people will somehow threaten how they have built up their identity. Because so much of how we're taught to view ourselves is completely based on you know, what, whatever genitals you're born with. I think that it's just absolute bullshit for them to say that they're trying to, to protect people. Yeah, I fully agree with you on that one. What are you hearing from your peers about the bill and also the, like, the restriction on youth testimony in general? Were you, you know, were you all pretty frustrated with that? Oh, absolutely. We were frustrated with that. The way that these are scheduled, the way that these testimonies are scheduled is in a way to eliminate as many people from testimony as possible. The times are always, you know, just these crazy times that, that will never work for anybody. But I think a big issue with the bill, this bill and the coverage of this bill is that not a lot of people know about it. I mean, I have not heard a single word from anybody after the testimony about this bill. Yeah, that's a really that's a very good point that like not everybody can get down there to testify and then exactly. to limit it even further is really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if this if this bill does become law, how would this impact the, the youth transgender community in Idaho and how would it impact you? We would see the, the suicide rates go up significantly for transgender kids. And I'm horrified of that reality because if I was not able to access hormones, especially after so long of being on them, that I would be 
a part of that population. And I just, that, that is a, a, a terrifying reality. It's like, a, it's an existential threat, really. I'm guessing you're probably looking at colleges right now. Has the possibility of this bill being passed affected your decision on whether or not to stay in Idaho when you're looking at colleges? Absolutely. I, I was never planning on staying in Idaho for college, but it, yeah, it, it, it still has affected us significantly. Yeah. What would you, what message would you share with like lawmakers or maybe even just our listeners who may not fully understand the experience of trans- transgender youth in Idaho? Like what would you, what message would you have for them? Um, we are just normal people and we want to have rights. We want to live. We want to not have to have our experience as trans people defined by the constant questioning and debating of our experiences and our existence. The lack of empathy I think we've seen during some of these hearings has been pretty, pretty shocking and has probably been really hard for people to sit through. So what would you say to other transgender youth who may be struggling with their identity and with accessing this gender affirming care even before this bill? What would you say to them? I would hope that I would be able to say that, you know, it will get better for you. And without bills like this, it 100 percent would. I completely believe that. But because of the possibility of this passing, I just don't know if I can say anything with certainty, honestly. You know, I just wonder about your own story. How has your community and your family supported you in your journey? Like what, you know, not that you had best case scenario, but like what's gone right for you that maybe without this bill would go right for kids uh, in your situation? When I first came out, nobody really talked about trans people at all, which is really a double-edged sword because on one hand, it means that my parents weren't as informed as they could have been um, at the very, very early stages. But nobody was saying like awful stuff about us. We weren't a public topic. We weren't public enemy number one. So I think that that gave me a little bit of, of leeway that I wouldn't have gotten if I had come out today. If this bill passes, I can definitively say that if I came out like today, it would be worse. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? Anything we missed? Um, any Anything else you want people to know? <sighs> I don't want to speak for the entire trans community, but for me and for all the trans people I know, we just want to be normal people. We just want to live the lives that we want to live. Just, I think that a lot of people don't understand that. And I think that that will help people have empathy. Well, Eve, thank you so much for making time to talk with us today. And I I thought it was really incredible what you did. And your community is really lucky to have you. Thank you. And one more thing to know. Earlier this week, the Idaho House passed the ban on gender-affirming care for trans youth. It heads to the Senate next. At the same time, another bill was introduced that would keep public school students from using bathrooms that correlate with their gender. Boise State Public Radio says the bill was spurred by the outcry over the Caldwell School District's proposal to allow trans students to use their respective facilities, which is no longer being considered. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? 
Leave us a review and subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your local news roundup. Bye.